You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Good morning, listeners. How are you? This is Jim, the Keys bartender. And it is a beautiful, warm day here in the Keys. I hope it's lovely where you are. I'm going to try to not do that. It's, it's easier saying at this time of year because obviously you should be experiencing some signs of spring. I've seen uh, cherry blossoms popping in Washington, D.C. I see, I see it happening. I see it happen up north. I recall years ago, gosh, 40 years ago, that it wasn't until, gosh, late April that you start seeing, or mid-April, you start seeing the uh, leaves popping out. Or late late April, you know, the trees were still bare. And like uh, anything... There was always an expectation after, you know, the barren cold winter that there'd be a a green and verdant. I like that word, verdant. Verdant means truthful. So, a green and flourishing spring. So, when, when it starts warming up earlier and earlier, we start seeing, you know, less of the winter. You know, you're still in the, in the fall... Trees lose its leaves and things like that. When you're down here in the subtropics, leaves fall off trees. All these type of trees down here, they fall off all different times. Like I guess when they get used to a dry season, maybe the leaves come off, and you don't need as many foliage when it's drier. Who knows? You know that's. But what I want to talk about expectation as a bartender, as a server working in a, a restaurant industry, we have an expectation when we go into work that we'll be making money. Sometimes if it's a busy weekend, we're expecting to make or we expect a busy weekend, we expect to make a lot more money. So a lot of times with expectations, we're living in the future. And when that future doesn't match up with what we viewed it as, that's expect, um, expectations are just what you expect it to happen. What you expect to happen. A gambler, when they put money in a slot machine, may expect a jackpot. A guy who takes a girl on a date may expect to get laid. I don't mean to throw that in. But, you know, and if you're if you're if you work for the sanitation department, you may be... Expecting to see a lot of trash. Right? And actually probably one of the more accurate expectations right there. But a lot of worry and pain and suffering comes about by it. And trepidation. After the fact. When when things don't 
work out the way we put them into the future. Why we project we we project ourselves in the future all the time. That could be life and our goals, family, just the way we are. I mean, we don't know if animals have expectations, but yeah, maybe they do. Pavlov's dog. If you think about it, Pavlov's dog, the, the researcher who would ring a bell every time it presented the dog with food, and eventually the ringing of the bell... It's conditioning, actually, but the ringing of the bell brought to mind in the dog's head that it was going to be in the dog's mind or brain that it was going to be fed and it would start salivating without the food. So that eventually that dog would have been dis- disappointed, much like I wanted to talk about today. Yesterday... <clears throat> I dropped the wife's car off at a uh, service station, a garage. And one of the more, I I don't know, one I thought that was kind of reasonable. And, you know, I think since COVID, we're really shocked. Like when we go on vacation or, or things like that, we've been shocked at the rise of price. People are shocked at the price of gas because they're exposed to it all, you know, every week. Every week, depending on how far you have to drive, you got to purchase gas. And they, they're presented with the reality that the price of gas is so high. And food prices, chicken wings, all these different things have changed in the last year. We're all looking for someone to blame. But the biggest blame is on ourselves with the expectation that things weren't supposed to be that way. Right? And when I dropped the car off, I had an expectation of what, what was wrong with the car. It turned out to be more than like four times what, or four or five times what I thought it would be. That's shocking. That's shocking when your expectations are, are not met. Right? And why would they need to be met? Because you don't have anything to base your expectations on except previous example like you have an expectation when you when you come up to the street and you signal you're driving your car and you signal a left turn and there's opposing traffic and there's a stop sign let's say you have an expectation that the car across from you is going to acknowledge you stop at a stop sign and not go through but what is an accident except an expectation of not being met or being that, when you think about the fucking cars just coming together, where the guy continues, barrels through the stop sign, and hits you on the right corner panel. If you're making a left turn in front of him, okay? Head to head. If you can visualize that. But we're not trying to do visualizations. We're talking about expectations. So yesterday when I was presented with that, I was shocked. And it put me in a mood. It put me in a mood. So much in a mood that I realized I was in a mood. When I when do I say in a mood? Wait, we don't always remember. Yesterday I was in a great mood. No, we remember the low points more. We do. I do. And I thought, wow, why am I feeling this way 
I'm not really shocked because these things happen all the time. Intellectually, you know, there's always a possibility of something else being wrong. I want to move on from that because we're, you know, after, you know, it's like some morbid similarity between death. Reality and death are closely intertwined because reality... We, we approach death the same way we approach reality or reality with death versus denial. This can't be right. This can't be right. I can't believe that. That much money for this? And, they, and then there is, uh, well, you got denial, bargaining. You think about bargaining. Um, anger, or maybe it's anger and then bargaining. Whatever, it's in between there. And you're, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? This, and you're lashing out the... That expectation not being met, or that reality not being met. Then you have bargaining, where, well, maybe I can do this, maybe you can do that, maybe you can do that. And then, I know I'm skipping over one. And, and people saying, Jim, shouldn't you know the five stages? And so, you know, the state, they're not exact stages because, you know, the stages don't really, they're not cut and dry. They're not cut and dry. There is kind of becoming blend to it. But the final stage is acceptance. And we're able to move on with death and reality. Right? And it starts really big as a youth, right? As a child. We have expectations for holidays, our birthdays. On Christmas, we have an expectation when we, when we were children of waking up on Christmas morning and finding loot strewn about your Christmas tree. Some wrapped, some unwrapped. The unwrapped ones, you always, you, you know, sometimes you think the parents might want to keep Santa myth going because, hey, with the Santa myth, we don't have to wrap those toys. Right? It's in the Santa Claus is coming to town and all of a sudden they say, what the fuck are you putting, why Santa wrapping gifts? It's a surprise. Why do you need to wrap surprise them again? You know, a gift wrap box, this is where I go out on a tangent, is to provide an air of mystery to the gift-giving process, right? Now, some guy breaking in your house in the middle of the night and blur because in order to take care of the hundreds of millions of children, it would have to, he would have to be a blur that it would just... Be in there and be out. It wouldn't be like Santa shows up, hangs out, does a, eats a cookie and all that stuff. How much time do you think... I mean, we really aren't teaching our children math really well. How long do you... How much time do you think Santa has to spend in each opportunity? And you believe he can eat four sugar cookies? And the amount of carrots that would have been, been put out for the, the reindeer? Holy shit. Probably fill skyscrapers uh, with it. I mean, mom and dad can eat the sugar cookies and the and the, and the carrots. I don't know what you may not be familiar with this, but for our listeners that don't, 
the night before Christmas, a lot of kids will leave out, you know, they, they'll leave out cookies and some for the reindeer. They expect Santa to come by and he's being towed at the speed of light by these deer for some reason that fly even though they don't have wings or any aerodynamic capabilities other than being sleek but nothing that provides them lift here I am on a tangent again but the kids have an expectation those cookies will be gone and those carrots will be gone and under the tree there'll be a ton of gifts wrapped and unwrapped we'll move on from that expectation but if that kid wakes up the next day and the fifth Christmas in a row he's been aware of, let's say he's like nine years old, ever since he's four, kind of really remembering Christmas, thinking, Mom, he's conditioned. There's going to be toys under there. And if there's no toys under there, what is this shock? It is soul-numbing, if you think about it. Expectation. He had an expectation. She had an expectation that didn't show up. Same thing with people's lives. You know, they're very successful when they're young. They're going to school, doing well. Top grades. Top of the class. Excellent athlete. You know? Vice president of the mathletes the math club or whatever. They go on to college, do really well. They end up maybe experimenting with drugs and alcohol, maybe experimenting a little too much. And then they start leaving the focus off that. But they, they, one day they're working at a Starbucks or a bartender. Right? And getting shit from someone, cleaning up someone's puke from the bathroom. This isn't my story. I mean, it's a story for other people. But that slow realization that your expectations, these weren't your expectations. Your expectations were to perhaps be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer. Commute to work. Go back home to your suburban home. To your family, your wife, your children. But here you're living in an apartment by yourself. Drinking. Watching reruns of the Dave Chappelle show. And you're thinking, well, this wasn't what I expected at all. See, you had projected a whole different life for yourself. And that projected life and the memory of what your expectations were for that life is at war with your reality. And it causes you to not appreciate the things that you have. It works directly against that, the reality that you have, that you may have friends and you may have a, a, a significant other, other pets. You may have uh, less care going than other people. 
less care, meaning you don't know what that's like the people that live the life that you thought you were going to have. There's a lot of people like that that live the life that your expectations were that aren't unhappy. Because their expectations didn't, they may, they may have envisioned that life, but they may have envisioned that they would be happily married. Or that they wouldn't have a substance abuse problem. Or that he wouldn't be deeply in debt. Or their, their, their significant other wouldn't be uh, disloyal. <clears throat> that their 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 job could be coming redundant, and they they no longer have a future prospect, and they can't support their lifestyle anymore. Yeah, not everyone meets their expectations, and expectations aren't necessarily bad. It's the reliance on expectations to get us through the day. Those expectations, the reliance, and the, when they become different, when you, when the future plays out differently, is that a good thing? If you look at, well, this isn't what I expected. This isn't what I expected. I expected when I went, uh, let's say, fictional person, they go out on a date. A guy takes a girl on a date. They had a lovely time. They went to the Olive Garden. I would never suggest go to the Olive Garden on your first date, but then you got a lot to build up from there, right? When you go to the Olive Garden. No insult to people that work at or eat at the Olive Garden. And they, go, and they had a nice time. And he drops her off. She, she drops him off, depending on the, you know who's driving. And they... Decided they have a decent time and they continue on the second, third, fourth, fifth, and they go out for a decent amount of time. And then they expect, you know, they, they move in together, decide to tie the knot. And we don't know if they're the, these, this couple, this man and woman, or woman and woman, or man and man. We don't know if both of their expectations are the same. But I imagine most people think, well, I just want to be happily married. You know, that's the baseline, depending on what happily married is, right? And then they, you go off, you branch off from there, whatever happily married is. And then reality sets in. You end up getting married. And then you have these other things that you didn't plan on. Other things. And that's what life is pretty much, isn't it? Other things. Life is not normally just one thing, unless it's a particularly short life with a short, particularly uh, narrow existence. Let's say growing up in a small room and you're just in the small room. Yeah, that's a narrow existence for me. And so you may have ex- expectation on well, foods being pushed through. I'm just using this as an analogy. I said both most, most, oh my God, most life is experienced real narrow. We think of the big things, but we don't think of all the things that happen in life. All the small things, from getting in the morning, brushing your teeth, drinking your coffee, making your breakfast, interacting with your family, 
planning for your day. Thinking about your new mood. Thinking about, you know, you have expectation. No one has ex- uh, expectation of growing what it would really feel like to be about growing old or getting older. No one really understands that. So I'm going to, like, in the beginning, they think a young person may view getting old as you're not cool anymore. You can't do it. You're weak. You're lame. You're not, you know, that all those things. But they don't think of the flip side. There's, a, You know, you could be more financially secure when you're older, wiser, have a, you know, a wide array of friends and relations. They, yeah, they're the benefits. They think about the negative stuff. And then when you get older, you think about other things. As you get older. Both those people had their expectations, you know, some financial well-being, other things, I'm not going to be cool anymore. They don't realize it's going to be a pain just to wake up sometimes. That your back's going to be sore, that you have gout and all this stuff. So, 20 minutes into it, talking how negative it is. Let's talk a couple minutes about how to alleviate that. Can you get rid of expectations? No, you cannot. You cannot get rid of expectations. They just happen. If you got rid of expectations, there would be no... I mean, expectations and hope are different, aren't they? When you're wishing for something. It's kind of like hope is a weaker or more distant relation to expectations. Expectations are almost like, you know, when I do this, it normally happens. Right? You can tell that with drinking and all that stuff. You just get rid of those expectations and realize when you buy the lottery ticket, you know, if you do, you, you, you're you not going to be able to spend that money before you know what the winning is, right? The winning number is. You have the lottery, lottery ticket and you say, I'm certain this is the one. An expectation. One of these days I'm going to win it. Could be this one. Could be the next. And then at the end of the day, you may have never won the lottery. But at the time, you're going to say, listen, I don't have an expectation win, but, you know, wouldn't it be great if I did win all the things I would do? And you think of all the fun things that you would do, not about the, the, the relatives and friends and the people you don't know hitting you up for money and how many, you know, fake friends you had or how many new fake friends you have after you win money. But, but... With that, I'm just focusing on, you know, the happy parts of it. No, I don't have to worry about that. I won't have to worry about it. One last thing to worry about. And then you leave it there. I like to sit, do something with vacations. People say, oh, are you excited about going on that vacation? Are you excited to be going to Poland? Are you excited to go on that cruise? Right? Are you excited to get on the, uh, you know, train ride, the themed train ride by the Lord of the Rings train ride across North America. I mean, I don't know if there's such a thing, but that would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? And you you got to be dressed as a hobbit the whole time. But putting yourself, when you're thinking about a holiday, you say a holiday, that's for my farm, but a vacation that you're going on, you're going to be particularly excited and you think about all the things you're doing, you think about how good a time you are, you're going to have. Well, 
what if it's raining? And a lot of things you were going to do would depend upon it not raining. Or that there's restrictions. As you know, some people that were, I'm sure there were people planning trips to uh, near Ukraine right now or Eastern Europe or, or finding out. They're going, oh, I can't do it. Or when I'm there, it's not the same. There's too many soldiers around, blah, 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 whatever. You manage your expectations by saying, listen, I'm looking forward to the trip. I'm not going to dissect it, though. I'm not thinking. I'm thinking about what I need. I need my passport. I need my money. I need to get my shots. I need to have a a rain parka because you're going to rainforest, let's say. And that's it. And then you don't micromanage a thing. You got to take care of things before because you could spend, you could do uh, practice by taking care of business that's in the now living in the now and saying, I'm going to think about my vacation when I'm on my vacation, not before my vacation. And maybe I'll think about it a little afterwards too. Right? That's the way I kind of do it. And I always find it a lot more exciting. Uh, I, I, I think it's a learned habit for me because I don't really concentrate on it anymore. People go and say, oh, are you excited about it? I say, I really try not to think about it. I get a little nervous before I travel sometimes because I, I think about some of the things that happen. That's an expectation. But other than that, I don't spend a lot of energy thinking about what I'm going to be doing on my leisure time. I did that. I put that. Uh, I don't do that as much for short ter- short term goals. Short-term goals, I have an expectation we're going to go out to eat. I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to go and do that. And if I don't do those, you know, if I don't go and have a good lunch, I'm sometimes disappointed. It won't ruin my day, but that's an expectation, though. So this past weekend on Sunday, we didn't, the, the wife and I didn't know what we, I had. I happened to have Sunday off. And it was a beautiful day. And she said she wanted to go to this island festival in, in Isle Morata, which we did end up going. But I was like, okay, we'll do whatever. And I like to go, you know, I have a tendency when I want to go someplace, I like to go like a, before noon, if it's a daytime event. Go before noon and things like that. And we ended up getting there around 1, 1 o'clock. And I wasn't pressed for time then. I wasn't, I didn't have an expectation for, I, uh, we ended up, I think we ended up having lunch and going, going to this island festival and didn't have an expectation what I was going to see, who I was going to talk to, um, how long we were going to be there. I didn't have to say, I didn't say anything to the wife. Let's, you know, let's stay an hour and a half, two hours. That's it. No. And we did it. We had a good time. It was lovely. We talked to some people. We looked, walked around. We ate some things, bought some things. It was lovely. And then the, the, the nice thing about it was it was unplanned. And I couldn't, I couldn't come back for the life of me and think, well, this is not what I wanted to do because I didn't have anything I had set out. And I'm not suggesting you shouldn't have any plans. Planning is very good. Expectations is the results of the planning. So, yeah, you, want, you plan for success. Right? You can envision success. 
But having an expectation, that's what gets in trouble. So what's the difference between envisioning and expectation? Well, there's a big difference. Because not everything turns out the way you want. You can have an expectation of success, but it may not be the particular success you were seeking after. But that doesn't make it a failure. It's like happiness. Happiness as a destination. Let's say five years from now, I want to be happy. Now, that's a goal. Now, five years from now, if you set out a thing, five years from now, I will be happy if this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Well, in those five years, intervening years, leading up to their goal, being happy, there could be a lot of things that happen. There's a lot of things that can happen. And it could all those things you set out stipulations, none of those things may happen. But you you could still be happy. So why put out stipulations? Why? The same thing, and we're going to be wrapping up uh, pretty shortly. The war in Ukraine. Vladimir Putin has an expectation. Expectation he was going to unseat the current Ukrainian government, pull him away from association with the West, time closely to the old uh, mother Russia. But his expectations were met. None of his expectations were met. I mean, I'm not, hey, how do I know that? And I had an expectations with that. I'm going, oh, wow, they're going to lose. It's going to be horrible if we don't do anything. No one uh, really factored in that the Ukrainians were going to be like a hornet's nest and they were going to be fighting back crazy and because even with the military uh, strength disparity you said oh there's no way you know and it's almost it's over 40 days and there's some suggestion it could be years no one had that expectation no one no no one when they put troops in the ground in Vietnam no expected that it would be such a long involvement for the United States or Afghanistan if they did no, that would happen. They would never do it. So they're getting married and things like that. But, <clears throat> and, and you, you know, if you're not, if you have an, if you get rid of your expectations, it may stop you from doing certain things. Right? You have to do something. It's like, if, if, as a, let's say you're in a committed relationship and there was a, a very attractive woman that you found very attractive, that was attracted to you and expressed a sincere desire to interact with you in a, in a physical way. And your expectations would be like, oh, well, this would be very satisfying. It's this and that. And we'll have everything. I'd be, I'd be happy. I Physically, I'd be happy. And you don't, you don't, you discount all the other expectations that there'll be, uh, hurt feelings of your partner and your kids and your life could be in shambles and the person that you're you're going with could the person that you hook up with could be a nightmare I mean this is the devil that you know scenario meaning oh, I might as well just stay where I am instead of screwing up with that no what I'm saying is if you're always going for expectations, you may make the wrong wrong decision. If you're planning on going out 
and having an affair. Maybe it's best just to go to counseling with the wife or look for a, a separation and say, listen, I've been really conscious. I, I don't have anybody in mind right now, but I was, I'm really thinking hard about um, having another relationship with someone. I think we should separate. So, you know, and th- that's hard news. And people, you know, the reason why people don't do things like that is because they, you know, they, they, th- that brings them into grounding. It's grounding and saying, hey, wait a second. If I do that, then my spouse can go and do that. And there could be someone else in my nest. So really, that Dickens novel, Great Expectations, there's a lot of disappointment in those things in the end and lead us to make the wrong decision. So, like life is a is, is like a ballet where everything needs to be balanced. Because if you rely one thing on the expectation, you'll be in the future, be in the present, be excited about, um, be excited about the future possibilities. Yeah, that's the only choice you have. Because the other choice is just too horrible to contemplate. Why would you want to think that life would be worse in the future? And then you, you, if it was, then you should be doing something about it. Right? So be grounded. Have hope for the future. Work for the future. Be in the present. Be surprised. Some things happen that are unforeseen. It doesn't discount everything that your your goals that you have. It could be a roadblock. It could be something that helps you get there. Helps you get to the goal and you don't even realize it at the time. Just enjoy the ride, like a roller coaster. If you ever saw the movie Parenthood, the grandmother of the it's a um, it's a movie called Parenthood. And it was Steve Martin, uh, a bunch of other actors you'd recognize and stuff like that in there. And the grandmother is kind of slightly losing it. Has, you know, know, slight Alzheimer's and things like that, but she's still kind of with it. So she's going out to the car and... Steve Martin's having an argument with his wife. And it was it was pseudo thing about expectations, how things weren't met, and they're saying how dissatisfied he was. And it's about life, how uncertain life is. And the grandmother comes up, starts talking about a uh, telling a story about I think they were going to a carnival or something like that. And she says, When I was a little girl. No one wanted to ride the roller coaster. But I love the roller coaster. You never knew what was going to happen on a roller coaster, like up, down, very exciting and stuff like that. And she leaves and gets in the car. She ended up getting in the wrong car. She got in the neighbor's car. But <clears throat> Steve Martin says, to, she, the wife goes, well, wasn't that poignant? Because the way she's saying, life's uncertain, enjoy the ride, blah, 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 things like that. She That's what she took it as a... An, and a metaphor for life, how to enjoy life. 
And Steve Martin said, oh, yeah, I didn't really figure it out until she told me that great roller coaster story and, you know, and stuff like that. But that roller coaster story, that's, that was a great one. It was a Ron Howard movie, well-made, well-made movie. So if you can enjoy the ride, you're, you're living, you're getting your essentials met. Your essentials. You got to take care of your essentials. Right? Food, shelter, uh, sociability. I think that's one is. Right? If you get your essentials met, then you can go and start exploring the other things. Let go of some of the expectations. Don't let it hinder you from doing something. Now that's, like I said, there's a balance between it. If you touch a hot stove, your expectation would be that you're going to get burnt. But that's not, that's scientific and it's almost always correct. But you know, there's a lot of things we don't know are correct. It's like if you're sick, you go to the doctor, you say, you don't know exactly what it is. Your mind will go to someplace horrible when it could be nothing. People say, what is it somehow? Well, well, why? What knowing beforehand Unless it's something you could do something about it. What knowing what good would knowing beforehand help? And feeling horrible about it. An expectation, negative expectation. And so, well, how about a positive expectation? Well, yeah, you could be let down too. Just live in the now. There's something you have to take care of. And we've been doing it more, more and more. I think as you get older, you have to. Because you're not thinking about 20 years in the future. I'm going to be 78 years old. 20 years. I don't know how we I don't know how my body's going to react to 20 years. It's um let me see. I'm okay. I'm looking like I'm I'm looking like I'm in my mid 50s, you know. So, I'm doing all right. But yeah, I mean, you can have goals for 20 years, but not enjoy the enjoy the ride. A lot of times when I talk to him, I'm going to finish it up right now. A lot of times when I talk about these things, I talk about it just so to sake. I said it because I was thinking about it and I wanted to have that view. I wanted to ingrain that view. Meaning, if I talk about it, I damn well better start thinking like it. Or start professing it and and, and pulling it into my life. Like if I started talking about Jesus, thinking better, you know, Jesus, 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 the Holy Spirit, talking in tongues. Yeah, I better start doing that. Right? I'm not this time, at this time, who knows in the future. I don't have an expectation for how religious I am. I'm pretty spiritual, but I'm hoping that. I'm hoping. And it does help me to try to incorporate these things. When I talk about fitness, I figure I better be fit. I better do things to make myself fit. So I've done that. And drinking. Because when I stop talking about not drinking, then there's probably a good chance that you can say, oh, he's probably drinking now. Right? Because I did that before. When I started a podcast, I was a drinker. I had come off seven years of sobriety and I had just like four or five months before. And then I assumed that wasn't going to be drinking the rest of my life. And then a matter of a couple of months later, I was drinking again for five years. And then it went back to the same familiar thing that I, but I didn't have an expectation that I would be behaving like I did prior 
to stopping drinking the first time. You know, sometimes we ignore the negative. So now I'm back sober and stuff like that. That's for me. That's for me. Like I said, I don't wish everything in my life on anyone else other than the happiness part. Which I do for all of you. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. I appreciate you for listening. I'll be back uh, probably tomorrow. Bye. Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. That rosé you recommended was a hit. What should we try for more fun in the sun this weekend? Your friends will love this refreshing sparkling wine. (laughs) Perfect. Wow, that price is refreshing too. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra. Extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. 